Good evening, ladies. Um, okay, so the last time we left off, we had uh, we had mentioned that there were several considerations with regard to how one decides on the precedence of brachos. One has to do with the bracha itself, the importance of the bracha itself. The second has to do with the food. And the third has to do with the preference of the person um, uh, or what, and what they're eating. So keep these three, three things in mind. And they actually initially at least work in that order. The chashivas, the importance of the bracha itself. And we, we went through a little bit which brachos are get uh, the more specific the bracha is, the more, uh, the more, the higher up it gets in the hierarchy of brachos, starting with hamotzi, mazonos, etc. Um, and then um, the second qual- uh, uh, qualification is the food itself, depending on what the food is. Um, and we'll get into tonight a little bit what that means, what the food is, what it has to do with shivasaminim, it has to do with whether or not the food is something that is whole, whether it's some words, whether it's a, a type of food that is considered more chashiv than a different kind of food, more important than a different kind of food. And then we get into personal preferences as well. And that itself is, a, is subject to a great degree, great degree of, de, of debate, uh, subject to, to much debate. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to go through that. So let us begin again. I think we actually touched on this a little bit. We kind of jumped right into it. I think it's worthwhile reserve, uh, 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 reviewing it. Um, on page 154, um, we're going to talk about the food itself. The food itself, whether what, what is the status of the food itself, what is considered one, one ty- a type of food that are more important than other types of food. So we begin with, with the Shiva Saminim, the seven species. So we mentioned before certain foods are deemed more important than others. The basis upon which we establish the order of importance of different types of food is the Torah itself. The Torah praises Eretz Yisrael, or it praises the land of Israel, which produces seven specific types of fruits. Eretz Chita, Usa'ora, Gefem, Uta'ena, Barimon, Eretz Eishem, and Udvash, right? So it's a land of wheat, barley, and Eretz Chita, Usa'ora, figs, figs, pomegranates, grapes, olive oil, and date honey. Um, so um, we, since the Torah praises Eretz Yisrael as the land of these pro- products, we may deduce that these fruits are more significant than other fruits. Um, uh, furthermore, since the Torah listed these fruits in a particular order, we infer from that 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 is the order of their importance again. And, and however, since the Torah repeated the word Eretz two times in that Pasuk, it's Eretz Yisrael, Eretz the juxtaposition of the particular fruit to the word Eretz, how far removed it is from that, also uh, plays into figuring out which ones are more, which are more significant to the land of Israel. And then by definition, because they're more significant to Eretz Israel, they become more significant to us as, at the same time. So... Um, the order of importance of foods is going to be as follows. A fruit of one of the seven species takes precedence over a fruit which is not amongst the seven species. Um, when both fruits are among the seven species, if both things that I'm dealing with in front of me, I have olives and grapes, for instance, then the order of precedence follows the order they are listed in the Torah following the word Eretz. So um, the, first, uh, the first of those is um, so, so the first of the first, uh, first will come 
the grains and the grain family. And then followed by that will be other types of fruit of Eretz Yisrael. So we have um, wheat, barley, and then subject, so sort of subcategories of wheat and barley are spelt rye and oats. Um, even though those appear to be their own type of, um, they appear to be their own type of, um, uh, um, what should I call them? Their own type of grain. They they are actually subcategories of wheat and wheat and oats. So you have wheat and barley. Excuse me. You have wheat. Um, a subcategory of wheat is actually spelt and rye. And you have barley and barley is and oats are related to barley. A subcategory of barley. So <clears throat> those make up the five major grains, the five grains upon which we make mazonos. Somebody's going to ask me, I know they're going to mention, what about rice? We make mazonos on rice also. Good question. The Torah, the, the, um, the actually, the Gemara, the Talmud actually refers to two subcategories of grain that are not, add, that are sort of less <clears throat> further down the line than the five major types of grain which we mentioned. And they are um, Orez Bedochen, the, the, the Talmud does. So Orez is rice. Dochen is usually translated as millet. So millet seed and rice, which are also uh, flour, produce flour, are, are subcategories of, um, of and, and they also get a mazonos, but uh, not in the same way. So you have wheat, barley, spelt, rye, and oats. Then you have olives, dates, and even, even though you would say, well, doesn't the Torah mention grapes before it mentions olives? You would be correct in that observation. However, the Torah mentions the word Eretz again, and olives are closer to, more closely juxtaposed to the word Eretz than grapes are, which means that they are more strongly identified with the land of Israel, which gives them in and of themselves, their own chashivas makes them considered more, more primary than others. So you have grapes, raisins, or wine, and then you have figs and pomegranates. Now, the seven species of fruits are, are only considered important when they are eaten in their normally edible form. Normally edible form means, doesn't mean normally edible, it means the way in which they are normally consumed. Meaning, if you take puffed wheat and you roast, have roasted wheat kernels, um, that is not considered a normal way to eat wheat. The normal way to eat wheat is ground up as flour. If you take raw flour and you eat raw flour, that is also not normal, believe it or not. Actually, it's considered to be quite unhealthy. Um, and you should, but only if it's actually baked into a bread, then it becomes mazonos. So um, his example is underdeveloped grapes, which require a hadama, not a eights, as we'll talk about it later in chapter nine. Do not have the status of seven species of this of the seven species of fruits and need not be given precedence over other foods. Similarly, one who eats who eats wheat flour, if you eat the flour directly, it requires only a shahako, as will be noticed in the in, noted in the introduction to chapter eight. It has no precedence of other foods. Drinks made of the seven species, except for except for um, wine, um, uh, are not considered as the seven species since their bracha is only a shahakal. One only makes a shahakal on most, uh, most, uh, most fruit, fruit drinks. So one, the consideration number one for the chashivas, for the importance of the shiva saminim of the seven species is 
that they must be consumed in the way in which they are normally consumed, the way in which they are normally eaten. If they are eaten in an abnormal fashion, however you however you dream up a way to eat them abnormally, they would not have that, they would not be given that same level of significance. Secondly, it is only when they are a complete fruit. Now, let's talk about that for a moment, because I'll consider a whole fruit, something which is shalim, as being of greater significance than an incomplete fruit. And therefore, a bracha should be recited on a whole fruit rather and on, than, and on, than on an incomplete one. And lastly, fruit and food versus drinks. This is a machokas. This last one is a, is a, is a subject to debate. But the simple opinion is that foods always take precedence over drinks. Um, food is more hasha than a drink. Not everybody agrees to that. However, the most, the, the majority of posts do seem to agree that that is the case. So in the opinion of some authorities, a bracha on food takes precedence over a bracha on a drink, and a bracha on a fruit or a drink takes precedence over a bracha over an, on a pleasant fragrance. So that becomes the, the defining factor. Now, the third category of things that we said, uh, that we mentioned in, to, in order to give chashivas to, or to give importance, to give to give significance to one particular bracha over another, is how much I desire it, how much I want it. Is this what I want to eat? The, pres- the preference of the person wishing to eat. Now, believe it or not, this too is subject to debate, of course, right? What is, what is the machlokas? The machlokas is like this. Let's say I am, I am a strawberry aficionado. I love strawberries. I don't, but if I did love strawberries, right? So now it happens to me one day I walk into the house and the, not only are there strawberries in the house, but there are also uh, mangoes or lychee nuts. And today, punk today, normally if you would give me a choice, strawberries or lychee nuts, which one would I eat? I would for sure eat the strawberries, but today I have a, I have a, a particular passion for lychee nuts. Now, which one is the preferred food? Are we going to say, well, since right now you actually want to eat lychee nuts, so therefore lychee nuts are the preferred food, or are we going to say strawberries are the preferred food because that's the one that you always give precedence to? You love strawberries. That is that that idea is a machlokas, and both of those shitos, both of those opinions, will play into which food we make a bracha on first. So one who specifically desires a certain food should recite the bracha on the food which is most desirable to him, if which, is, which is kavod to him. Reciting the bracha on the most desirable foods dem- demonstrates kavod, demonstrates honor for that bracha, demonstrates that I am giving certain uh, uh, weight to the bracha which I, which I am now making. However, other posts can disagree with this definition. In their view, the food one prefers at the moment is considered chaviv, regardless of what one may generally prefer. So that is a that this is a machlokas arishonim. The shita it is the shita of the rush, Rabenu Asher of Lunil, um, who says that preferred food means the one that I prefer, generally speaking. Which food do I generally prefer over the other one, regardless of what my particular subjective taste happens to be today? The Rambam, the well-known Rambam Maimonides, says the opposite. He says, no, preferred food means preferred based on chavav is based on what's precious, what, what you want right now. That's considered chavav. And if today I want spinach, even though there's strawberries waiting for me, okay, so then today what I want is spinach. And spinach, spinach it is. That, that machlokas we'll, we'll see will play out as well. 
So since the Shulchan Aruch follows the first opinion, the Shulchan Aruch un, un, uncharacteristically follows the opinion, this particular situation, the opinion of the Rush. The reason why I mentioned to you that it's uncharacteristic, just as an aside, normally the, the, the Shulchan Aruch fall, takes the opinion of the Rambam as the primary opinion whenever he, there is a discussion amongst earlier commentators, the commentators of the medieval period that are referred to as the Rishonim, whenever there's a discussion, a debate amongst the Rishonim, those early authorities as to what the halacha is, the Rambam, the, the Shulchan Aruch, written by Rabbi Yosef Cairo in the early 16th century, right, that he generally follows the opinion of the Rambam. In this particular case, he follows the opinion of the Rush. And the opinion of the Rush is that Chaviv means that which is generally something that you prefer over other things. So one should give precedence to that food which he usually desires. However, one who wishes to follow the second opinion, the opinion of the Rambam, that Chaviv means the food that I want right now, may do so, and we'll see how that will impact our practical application of these halachos. So before I go on, let me just quickly, quickly give you a brief overview, a quick, a quick review. We have stated three factors in deciding the chashivas for in the chashivas for brachos. Number one is the bracha intrinsically. Certain brachos are more important than other brachos, specifically having to do with how. Well, there's a pun for you. How specific that bracha happens to be. Which bracha gives me the most detail? Hamoti lechem min I'm making tongues, I'm making a praise of Hashem, that he took bread out of the earth. There's a lot more specific than saying, Shahakal Hashem created everything, right? Excuse me, Bore Priha 8 is more specific than Bore Priha Adama. Bore Priha 8 says this comes from the tree. Adama says that it gets its nurture from the ground, whether it got from the ground through a tree or ground directly from the ground, it doesn't make a difference. This one becomes more specific than the other one. So in brachos, the factor number one in terms of determining um, what is what shows more covered in a bracha is how specific the bracha itself is, and we have our order of which brachos are more chashiv than the other, more more important than other brachos. The second thing is the food itself. Is the food itself intrinsically chashiv? If it's made up of the five grains, then it's intrinsically chashiv. If it's made up of the seven fruits of which with which Eretz Yisrael was blessed, then it's intrinsically more chashiv. If it's, uh, and that last but not least is, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, then, then uh, the other factors that go into whether or not a food is considered chashev is is it a whole is it a whole or a piece of something? That's why, by the way, when for instance this comes up, let's say you are at a chasana and they put a roll in front of your seat, so you might be tempted to go. Well, you don't have to make you don't need lacha mishnah, you don't need two pieces of bread, you don't need anything. You just have your roll. So what do you do? You go wash. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the ladies how often they go wash. I don't even know if they bother putting the rolls down by the ladies, but if they do, I'm assuming that they do, right? They put the rolls out there and you go wash, right? You when, you when you make the bracha, make the bracha on the whole roll. Don't break off a piece of the roll. I know it's very polite. It's the polite way to do it. You break off a little piece and that's what you want, right? But, but when you want, the chashivas of the bracha requires me to actually make a bracha on the whole roll. That's what I should do. Make a bracha on the roll and break it only after you have made the bracha that is that is that that shows chashivas for the bracha. And lastly, um, what is more subject to a greater degree of debate is 
whether or not food over a drink, foods do seem to be more inherently chashiv. So the so the four factors that that uh, that 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 go into the chashivas of the food is it a type of grain which is more, which is more more sustaining, more gives greater sustenance? Is it one of the shivas haminim? Is it one of the seven species? Is it a is it shalim? Is it whole or is it a part? And lastly, but not least, is it a food as opposed to a drink that is going to be the chashivas in terms of the food itself? Lastly, is of course, the, in terms of the person, the preference that you have of, over what you want to eat. Now, that preference is whether or not that preference is specific to this particular sitting, or it's a general preference, which type of food do I prefer over the other type of food? That seems to be subject to debate, as we said. The shita of the rush, the opinion of the rush, the predominant opinion is that is the food that I generally prefer over other foods. If I'm a strawberry aficionado, I like my strawberries, even if today I happen to want lychee nuts. But since I like strawberries, strawberries come first. The Ramam's opinion is that knows that that preference is sub is completely subjective to this particular occasion. And if right now I want to have potato chips and not popcorn, even if I like popcorn better than I like paper potato chips, make the bracha on the potato chips. Okay, now we go to some, some of the practical applications. And this is where it gets really, really tricky and starts to get really, really, really difficult. Because as we just reviewed, there are three factors that go into giving something, making something, making, making a bracha more, more, more significant or giving a bracha precedence. How do those three factors, how do those three factors interact with one another? What happens if I have two of them or three of, or all three of them present or none of them present? How then do I go about making my decision about which bracha I should make? That's what we're going to discuss now. Sometimes it's significant in terms of the food that I I'm going to pick up versus a different food that I would pick up. Are the both of the foods in front of me? Are they not in front of me? Do I know that they're coming? I don't know that they're coming. All of these are going to be factors that we're going to have to deal with. So I'm on page, for those of you that are following along in the book, I am now at the top of page 157, part two of this, of this, the beginning of this, what is, what is the really tricky part of Brachos. The really, really tricky part of brachas, of course, is to know which bracha to make on which thing. But now we're just talking about the tricky part of it. It's not the really, really tricky part of it. The tricky part about knowing which bracha to make first. So the practical applications, the order of precedence for one who wishes to recite one bracha on more than one food. I have in front of me more than one food, and I want to make a bracha on something. I need to know which thing is it that I'm making a bracha on. I have two things that are either in front of me. I have two things that are shahakal in front of me. Right? Or even if I have two things that I have to make a mazonos or a hamotzion, which which are two things, which one do I make a bracha on? So one who wishes to eat two foods requiring the same bracha must, excuse me, recite the bracha on the food which is of greater significance. The first factor in deciding which bracha to make is, is what is the significance of this food? One demonstrates respect for the bracha when one recites the bracha on the more important of the two foods. And reciting the bracha on the food of lesser importance shows a lack of respect for the bracha for the bracha itself and may actually bring into question whether or not you are allowed to eat based on the bracha that you did when you did that. You're allowed to eat the more important food based on the bracha that you made on the lesser food, even though you should have made the bracha on the greater food first. So how do we go about determining this? The order of precedence, as established by Poskim, is as follows. And I'll just start right off 
I tell you right all right off the top, right off the bat, that ev- almost everything that we're going to say tonight about that we're about to say now is subject to debate. And whatever opinion I tell you, there is a conflicting opinion. So if you have heard previously in another share somewhere, or you learned somewhere, or somebody told you somewhere, something that sounds a little different than what I said, don't think that you're remembering wrong. The chances are that you're probably remembering right. You're probably correct. But we are, for the purposes of um, being able to uh, sort of follow a one shita, one, one opinion, if you will, we are following the decisions, the halachic decisions of Rabbi Forst, um, as he uh, made in the in the safer that we're standing, if one somebody uh, um, uh, has the other the other popular safer um, that uh, the, on this subject by Rabbi Bodner, it may say say it may say other things, and you would not be wrong. But for the time being, these are Rabbi Forst's piske halacha when it comes to these matters. So. One who the order of precedence is established by the postcom is as follows. One who wishes to eat a food from amongst the seven species. A person has in front of him a pomegranate and a date. A pomegranate and a date. Okay. So they're both, they're both from amongst the seven species. And um, uh, uh, now if what he has, I'm sorry, I picked a, a bad example. I picked a, a difficult example. Let's take a simpler, more simple example. I have in front of me a pomegranate, a pomegranate and a passion fruit. And I picked those two both because they both have lots of seeds and they're both relatively sweet or have a very specific taste to them, right? Um, uh, so, so I have in front of me a passion fruit and a, and a pomegranate. So the pomegranate, as you know, is one of the Shiva Saminim, is one of the seven species with which Eretz Yisrael is blessed. The passion fruit for all of its name and, and everything else, and even the fact that it is slightly tropical food, but it does not come from Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, one should recite the bracha on the, um, on the pomegranate first. Now, here's where he says the controversial line. Even if he prefers the other food, or if the other food is whole, even if the the uh, pomegranate, somebody went ahead and banged out the seeds for him. So he's eating only the seeds of the pomegranate. And when he has the passion fruit, he's got that whole passion fruit here in front of him. All he has to do is split it open and suck out the whole thing, right? So it's shalem, the, the passion fruit is shalem. And it happens to be that he likes passion fruit. He likes that little slightly sour tangy taste over the really sweet taste of the pomegranates. That goes works for him better. Nevertheless, the fact that the pomegranate is from Shiva Saminim gives it an edge, gives it the gives it precedence. And indeed, even if the food which is not of the seven species is both chaviv and shalim, one nevertheless recites the bracha on the seven species food first. That is the opinion of the Chaye Adam. There are others who disagree and say that no. Chaviv will take precedence, but again, as I said, we're going to go with Rabbi Force's decision. He's deciding based on the Shita of the Chayadam and Talmud of the Vilna Gaon, <coughs> who says that one would make a bracha on Shiva Saminim. Shiva Saminim always trumps whatever else you have in front of you. And that means it trumps it even if it's only a piece of it versus a shalem, even if the other one is whole. And even if the other one is more chaviv to me, is more precious to me, it doesn't matter. Shiva Saminim trumps all else. Simple rule Rabbi Force says. Shivas Haminim, if you have the Zion Minim, it trumps all else. If both foods are of the Shivas Haminim, okay, so now I'm not dealing with my passion fruit anymore. Drop the passion fruit. What about if it's a date? I have a pomegranate and a date. They're both from Shivas Haminim. Which one comes first? 
If both foods are the seven species, one recites the bracha on the food listed first in the Torah, according to the following order. Now, uh, let me let me let me just play devil's advocate just for a moment. If you it says Eretz Chito Soara Gefanu Te'ena Verimain Eretz Zeis Shemen Udvash. Okay, so I'll translate that pasuk for you again. Eretz Chito Soara Land of Wheat and Barley Gefanu Te'ena. A land with grapevines and taina with figs, verimon and pomegranates. Eretz a shemen, a land of olive oil, udvash and date honey. I ask you, which one came first, pomegranates or dates? So, since you're all muted and none of you can tell me, I won't tell it anyway. But but what came first in that pasuk was pomegranates. Pomegranates were before dates. It said Eretz chito sar gefenu taina verimon. First, it said it listed it listed grapes, it listed figs, it listed pomegranates, and then it said olive oil and date honey. But surprise, surprise, the bracha goes on the dates first because if you remember what we just said a few pages before, the juxtaposition to the word eretz, identifying the fruit with eretz Israel, more closely identifying it with the eretz with the land gives it greater chashivas. And therefore, date honey is too removed from the word Eretz. It's the second fruit after the second Eretz in the Pasuk. It says Eretz shemen Udvash. Eretz shemen is olive oil, Udvash, and date honey, too removed. Rimon is the fourth, fifth one removed. It's Eretz Chita, Usa'ura, Gefen, Uta'ina. For Rimon, it's number five. No, it falls all the way to the bottom in terms of Shiva Saminim. So, our order for Shiva Saminim, for the, for the, um, for the seven types of fruit, uh, of food related to Eretz Yisrael goes like this. Number one in the order are, are the grains. First come the grains. First, the major two categories of grain, wheat and barley, and then spelt rye and oats, which follow along with them. Those are all considered grains, and they all get precedence. They either get a hamotzi or a mazonos. <clears throat> um, that is followed by the fruits. Right, which are the olives, dates, grapes, figs, and pomegranates. But olives and dates get precedence over grapes, figs, and pomegranates, even though grapes, figs, and pomegranates technically come first in the Pasuk. But as far as their juxtaposition to the word Eretz, olives and dates are closer, and therefore olives and dates have a ha'ar of greater precedence. Now, Situation number three with regard to precedence is if both foods are either of the same species of seven of the Sheva Saminim fruits or both foods are not of the Sheva Saminim fruits, one of the recites the bracha on whichever fruit is whole, regardless of which fruit one desire, which one, which one you desire. Um, so if I have uh, raisins and I have grapes, I'm trying to think of which type of fruit I would have. They'll be all chopped up. I'm not sure which of these fruit would be all chopped up, but let's just uh, let's go with raisins, raisins, and um, 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 yeah, let's go with raisins and grapes. And the grapes are cut in half. You have your um, I see every almost everybody here has grandchildren, so you have your grandchild with you, and none of you want to feed any of your grandchildren. Uh, 
whole grapes, because, you know, they, they might choke. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember that when I was a little kid that they used to say you could choke on grapes. But that, that's when, when, since my kids have been little, they've been telling at least at least half my kids, they've been saying you got to cut the grapes in half. So you did, you did what every good Bobby does. You chopped all your grapes in half, right? And now you have half grapes and the child wants, has, you have raisins and half grapes. Which one are you feeding them first? So you want to tell your, that you want to tell your grandchild which bracha they should be making first. Which bracha comes first? They're both they're both grapes. The raisins are also a product of, of grapes, right? Which one comes first? The answer is the raisins. Even though the raisins may look less chasher, but the raisins are whole. The grapes are cut in half. You got to make a bracha on the raisins first. Now, even if, by the way, even if you like grapes more than you like raisins, it doesn't matter. At least according to this opinion, the, you go with the shalim, which will, what, what is whole, over one, the one which is um, uh, over the one which is which is not whole. Even if you want the other one more, if both foods are whole, or both foods are cut, one recites the bracha on the food that one generally generally prefers. Again, that was the machlokas, the Rosh and the Rambam. Either the one that you generally prefer, or the one that you prefer in this situation. Either way, you can't go wrong. But your your preference plays into into that, uh, into that, into that thing. Now, one who fails to adhere to the rules set forth above. What's the importance of knowing exactly what we just said? Big deal. So I'll make a bari priyayets. Bari priyayets is bari priyayets, isn't it? I made it. So let's say I was sitting down and I forgot that pomegranates are really one of the shiva saminim, right? It's not something that you think about all the time, right? Pomegranates or you, or let's say you dates. The dates is a good one because it doesn't actually, dates doesn't, says date honey in the passage. It doesn't, it says honey. It doesn't even say date honey. It just says honey. And you forgot, you completely forgot that honey means date honey, right? So you had in front of you dates and dates are, they're pretty good, but uh, you know you got to check them for bugs, and you got to make sure, right? You got so you have your you have your dates, and you also have in front of you an apple, right? And you figure an apple, who can go wrong with an apple? You make a barepria eats on the apple, and now you want to eat the dates. Are you allowed to eat the dates or not? So listen to this incredibly stringent ruling from Rabbi Forst: one who fails to adhere to the rules set forth above, and recites the bracha on the inferior food. Your apple, beautiful, shiny, healthy apple, whole, and etc., is inferior to that date that has to get ripped apart and all gooky stuff inside it and make sure that there's no bugs in it and all the rest of that. That your apple is inferior to that date because that date is one of the Shiva Saminim. And one who fails to adhere to the rules of Abba Set of Brother and recites the bracha on the inferior food on the apple may not be permitted to use that bracha on the more important food. Now you are in a situation where you made a bracha on the apple, and now you technically you made a very prayed, and that very prayed should have covered your date as well. The halacha is that unless you actually, which will, this will see much later, we'll get into this later, unless you actually specifically had in mind that I'm also being motzi, my, I'm also fulfilling my obligation to make a very prayer eight on the date, you are not yotze. You can, even if the date is sitting there on the table in front of you, and normally we would say when, the, when two foods are sitting on the table in front of you, you are automatically considered to have had that in mind. But since over here, you should have made the bracha on the date first, and you didn't, the bracha on the apple will not cover the date. Okay, now, 
That's all talking about, that's all well and good. That was all talking about the practical applications of the order of brachos. When I have two brachos and two, two items in front of me, both are of the same bracha. So when they're broke up, both of the same bracha, let's review very quickly, because it's important to keep this straight and to know what it is. What is the order of precedence of what goes first? First comes, first first and foremost comes Shiva Saminim. Regardless of where, how broken up and broken up it is, regardless of whether or not it's not preferred, it, does, it makes no difference. First and foremost always comes one, whatever is one of the shivas haminim, and the order for the shivas haminim are first the grains and then the fruits based upon their juxtaposition to the word eretz in the pasuk, which relates to the fruit and how it relates to eretz yisrael. The more closely it is related to the eretz to eretz yisrael, the more chashuv, the more important it is. That's the bracha that I'm going to say that I'm going to give preference. The second, uh, uh, um, uh, the second rule or the, se- the second, the second pro- uh, priority that I give is to something that is shalim, something that is whole versus something that is broken apart, something that is not, that is not complete. I give bracha to make a bracha on something that is shalim first and last, the, the least, uh, the, the lowest on the totem pole, if you will, is that if it is which one that I prefer and which one that I prefer doesn't mean which one that I prefer today. It means the one that I prefer in general. Which one, whenever I have these two things in front of me, which one do I generally choose first? That's the one that I that I want. So we have the practical application when the practical applications down when it is all the same bracha. What about when there are different brachos in front of me? How does that work? Practical applications of the sequence of brachos for one who wishes to eat two foods with different brachos. So it's like this. If the two foods one eats require separate brachos, many authorities maintain one may recite a bracha first on either food. You can do whichever one you want, meaning whichever one is chav, whichever one you desire, that's the one to make the right bracha. Most postkim, however, don't go with that. They maintain that one should recite the bracha first on the more important food. You got to find the more important food, which is again, we're going to go to our general rule. How do I find a more important food? First, shiva saminim, then I go with What's shalim? Then I go with which. Uh, I'm sorry. Then f- first, first I go with 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 with, with the bracha. Which one has the most chashuv bracha? Then I go with once once I've eliminated the most chashuv bracha. Then I go with shiva saminim. After I finish with shiva saminim, then I go to then I go to whether it's whole or whether it's broken apart, and then I go to my own preference. So, in their view, choosing the more important food for the first bracha demonstrates covered for the rebbeinu However, later authorities rule the one should follow this second opinion, not the first opinion that says, eat whatever you want to eat first. That's what you should take, and that's what you should make a bracha on first. No, you should pick the most chashiv bracha first. Later authorities rule that one should follow the second opinion, and the proper sequence of brachas would be as follows. First, any bread requiring hamotzi, which would be wheat bread, barley bread, spelt bread, rye bread, in that order. Just take a look at the, actually, just pay attention to this, one very special note over here. Note that commercially sold rye bread is made with a majority flour, regular wheat flour, and should be treated as wheat bread. Not uh, So even though rye bread theoretically is fourth on the list or come after barley, the reality is, is the, in the ingredients, even though they call it rye bread, they're not using that much rye flour in there. They're using very little rye flour. They're using mostly wheat flour. You have to check the ingredient panel. And just a little trick for those of you that, are, that were not aware of this, I'm sure most of you already know this, but the, 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 um, 
the things are listed on the ingredient panel are, are based upon the volume of that particular thing that's used in the in the food. So if you have a if you to take a cereal off the shelf and it says um, potato starch, wheat uh, flour, um, and then multidextrose and whatever else with malt and dextrose and sugar and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know that that cereal A is going to be mizonos because it's made with flour and flour is the primary ingredient. Or if it says potato starch, then it's going to be shahakol because potato starch, by the way, is shahakol, right? And that, and even though it's, you think, oh, it's, uh, it's, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I think, uh, I think uh, Cheerios might be a good example of this. Not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. Check the ingredient panel yourselves. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's for sure going to be wheat. I mean, who, everybody knows that Cheerios is made with barley flour. No, actually, it's not. The, the primary ingredient is actually potatoes, not barley flour. I'm not, I made that up. But, but let's say when you look at the ingredient panel, whatever comes first, that's what there's more of in, in your, uh, in your, in your, um, in your product, whatever it happens to be, okay? So when you go out and you buy uh, bread and it says rye bread on it, and you think that that's made with rye flour, and then you put it out, I don't know, remember, I don't know, for all of you, some of you might remember Darren, made of, when Grace Novick, Grace and Arnie Novick got married, Darren had these fancy platters with all these different kinds of bread, right? You had to know which bread was the right one to make a bracha on you. You had to pick a wheat bread and make hamotzi on that. Again, assuming that you can eat wheat, Assuming that wheat is something that you're able to eat, you have to make, and not on the oat bread, and not on the rye bread, and not on the spelt bread, and not on the dafka on it. But if just because it says rye bread on it doesn't mean that it's made with rye flour, it could be that it's made with wheat flour. You have to look at the ingredients. Okay. Um, second, the second uh, uh, order in the precedence of brachos will be any cake or crackers or other type of things requiring Amazonas when made again in the same order wheat, barley, spelt, rye, or oats. And the third thing would be a cooked grain or cereal requiring a mazonos made of wheat, barley, spelt, rye, or oats. Again, this is also going to be unique. It depends what, what the ingredient is. If it's, uh, um, if it's been baked or it hasn't been baked, right? If it's just got flour in there as a, as a binder that holds it all together so it doesn't fall apart in your bowl, so then you're not making mazonos on that. Okay. And now, the... Next category, the next highest up on the list is wine. Wine is more harsh than most other things, um, even though um, uh, even though olives are mentioned before grapes, right? Um, the reality is the very priagafen is a more specific bracha, and therefore it precedes the bracha of ha'etz, which is just general trees as opposed to a specific tree, the, the, the fruit of the vine. Then you have rice requiring Amazonos. Again, the bracha of Amazonos comes before the bracha of Bore Pe'adama or Shahakal or uh, even Bore Mene Amazonos. And therefore, a rice flour will come in right underneath the wine. And then you have uh, fruits of the seven species. And in the, in, the, in the following order, olives go first and then dates, grapes, figs, and then pomegranates. Now, other fruits or vegetables requiring eight or Adama, respectively. And the order of precedence between fruits and vegetables we discussed in the following section. We'll talk about which one comes first. Fruit, you make a bracha on fruit first, you make a bracha on vegetables first. Okay. Then you have foods requiring a shahakal, drinks requiring a shahakal, and then the bracha over pleasant fragrances. fragrances that will be my order of brachos that I'm going to make. The, the primary deciding factor in 
when I have two items of different brachos in front of me, is to decide which bracha is more chashuv, even though there is an opinion that states whatever you want is considered more chashuv, we don't go with that opinion. We go with the opinion that says what is the objective measure for the chashivas, for the importance of this particular item, and we go with that. Okay, now, next, number four, the practical application still in the practical applications. What is the sequence of brachos for one who wishes to eat a fruit and a vegetable? I want to have my carrot for my good, what is it, vitamin K, I believe it is, that's good for my eyesight, and I want to be able to have my vitamin C for my apple or my orange so I don't get a cold, right? And I want to eat both of them. So, and they both are chavav to me, which one which one gets precedence over the other one? Do I make a bracha on the apple first or do I make a bracha on the carrot first? So, in the previous section, I'm going to actually, I see we have a little bit run out of time here. I probably apologize. We are going to pick up in Mitzvah Shem next time for the practical application for the sequence of brachos between fruits and vegetables. That is the, the final uh, area that requires, uh, needs us to do this. And then we'll go through some general rules of Kavad bracha, and we'll actually review the, pro- the proper sequences of brachos. He has a very nice chart towards the end of this, even though up until now I've been skipping through these charts and just letting you know that you should uh, look at them and review them on your own. This one, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the time to, to actually go through it with you because I feel like this is a very, very practical area in which people generally make uh, mistakes and don't, don't really get it, don't, don't, often don't get it right. So hopefully everybody here already is very, very familiar with what the order of the brachos is and they don't, they're not going to need it. It will just be a good review for them. But a good review, nevertheless, will certainly be. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Good night. Thank you, Rabbi Shochet.